roll call or ready. Yes, let's begin with that. Approval of the uh, meeting minutes of January 25th. Uh, this is Davis Clark. I'll make that motion. Alexander Brown, I'll second. Davis and Alexander. Uh, if anyone's opposed, let us know. Otherwise, we'll record that as approved. Seeing none, the minutes are approved. Uh, then the guts of the agenda here looks like review of the draft scoring for funding recommendations for transportation alternatives grant applications. And that was in the full packet, which was linked. Colleen, I'm imagining you can bring that up on the screen just for those who may be interested in seeing it. Yes, I believe Ben's going to be going through a, a presentation and we'll have um, that information up on the screen. I just wanted to thank everybody for joining us today with with the weather going on. We definitely wanted to be able to at least get through the, the TAP funding since this is on the policy board agenda for approval next month. Uh, well, next week and next month, I guess that is. Um, <laughs> one thing that we uh, want to, to preface this with before Ben gets into the presentation, um, and I'm sure that this is gonna be coming up in, in future meetings and we'll have uh, more information, but uh, really the, the historical way that we've uh, been able to handle our MPO allocated funding, so uh, STBG funds, TAP funds, um, we've been able to work with WISTAT, uh, look at more or less a five-year program, um, put out our solicitation for projects. And if if we approved projects, we could front end those uh, funding depending on uh, when the applicant uh, wanted to move forward with uh, construction. Uh, that is something that uh, that process is changing now, um, and we are going to uh, have to be uh, taking a much more active role in, in looking at the scheduling of projects uh, before WISTAT could uh, kind of shift funds around, uh, especially between the MPOs, uh, so that there was, was funding in any given year as long as we uh, stuck within kind of our five-year program. Uh, moving forward, we're going to have to be uh, uh, programming our, our projects uh, pretty close to our annual allocation. Uh, so that's that's a big change for us in how uh, we're going to be uh, moving forward with funding. Uh, that's something that's going to require a lot more outreach and coordination with everybody um, and including with WISDOT. Um, so like I said, hopefully we'll have some more information and guidance on that moving forward, uh, but that does play a role in uh, what Ben's going to share today. So with that, I will turn it over to him. Thank you, Colleen. Thanks everybody for being here today. Um, I'm gonna pull up the screen. All right, everybody see my my presentation there? Yep. All right, Sean can see it, then hopefully everybody can. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're the I'm in the worst shape of anybody I know. <laughs> All right, um, so pretty short, short slide here. Um, oh, okay, can I? There we go. We received five applications in this funding round, um, four for infrastructure and one for um, a high school, supplemental high school safe routes to school program. And I'm going to go over all of those really briefly. Um, on the map, 
the um, <clears throat> Sun Prairie Loop wayfinding in the upper right, the northeast area, um, pretty easy to see there. There's a lot of red. It's a big project. Um, I think it's something like 300 plus signs plus um, green paint at some high stress crossings where the, the route crosses um, higher stress corridors, um, signage, all sorts of markings. Um, pretty big project. Um, the Capital City Trail extension just south of there. These other three projects I circled in red so that you could see them, even though they're <clears throat> much smaller than the, the giant blob of red for Sun Prairie. Um, Capital City Trail extension, basically just a, a short segment getting under the freeway, the county um, trunk highway at double M underpass in Fitchburg, and the East Town Path extension. And, all right, so the, the um, MM underpass, um, due to our, our funding, sort of our metric, where we are on a sliding scale, we're at $300,000 and less. We would fund 80% of that project with eight, with um, federal funds. And at 600,000, it drops down to 60% and it's a sliding scale between those. So this one comes out to 64% federal um, and then the remainder local. This project did come into the bottom of our rankings um, in terms of the, the score, um, but a lot of that is because the area is not yet developed. This is a proactive preemptive project that um, as this neighborhood develops, will provide a safe crossing of a, a high stress corridor and um, hopefully encourage people to make active transportation part of their lives from the, the very beginning when they move into these new neighborhoods. Um, again, because the way our metrics are set up, a lot of points come from um, proximity to existing development. And so this project didn't score very well because it is on the edge of existing development. And, and uh, like, as I said, would be preemptive before a lot of these residences are constructed. Um, the Capital City Path Extension, um, big project, comes in at 60% federal match because it's over $600,000 um, in, um, in total. Um, it is a key segment in connecting the Glacial Drumlin Trail and the Capital City Trail, which will, when complete, um, go all the way from, from Milwaukee to the Mississippi River. And this project was selected for funding um, with transportation alternatives dollars in the past. However, due to right-of-way issues and the railroad refusing to allow the, the path to go through their tunnel under the freeway, um, it was the, the city had to turn back the money and was not able to construct the project. Um, DOT has issued permits for construction, so there are no other roadblocks other than funding and actually getting it to happen. Um, Dane County is responsible for the section to the east of this and is working or has been working on design, but kind of put that on a back shelf until this could be this crossing could be addressed. So hopefully that'll be coming in the near future as well. Um, the West Town Path extension, um, uh, again, a key segment in completing the West Town Path. There is an existing along High Point, there's an existing separated path that sort of dips off and goes underneath high point and it just dead ends. Um, doesn't doesn't actually go anywhere at this point. This would connect that up to Zor, um, Zor Shrine. And then um, there is a final segment, which is in the city's capital improvement program for 2028, which would connect the rest of the way to the existing path on the north side of the Beltline here. Um, there's the Sun Prairie Loop Wayfinding Project a little bit um, bigger and it serves almost a, 
haven't actually put a buffer on it. Um, I think there might be a small area here near the, the main street interchange that is, is more than a mile from any of these parts of the project. But aside from that, this project touches everyone who lives in Sun Prairie. It's within a mile of, of almost everybody. And then quite a few residences that are outside the city in the, the um, unincorporated town areas. And it would be consistent with the Dane County Bicycle Wayfinding Manual, which was developed by the MPO Dane County, and I believe it was Tool Design. Um, and so hasn't really been implemented very much throughout the county. Pretty exciting that Sun Prairie is looking to, to use that throughout this entire project. And then the Dane County High School Safe Routes to School. Photo here, clearly not high schoolers. Um, that's their existing um, program, the K through eight program. The um, bipartisan infrastructure law did allow safe routes to school to now go beyond the eighth grade. So this is a new thing. And the Bike Fed is looking to expand their safe routes programming to high school students, um, both in Dane County and then also statewide through other programs. This would add one full-time employee to their staff locally, which would be really great because right now they only have one person. And if she is sick or has something, a conflict come up, um, she ends up having to cancel classes and or events. And so that's really not, not great. Having that second staff member would allow more flexibility for bigger events. They could both be there um, and allow, you know, more, um, really just, just more engagement across the county. Um, these programs are focused on schools with a high proportion of low-income students. But beyond that, any interested school is eligible to get support, um, materials, templates, um, information, that sort of thing. So it is really a countywide program. Um, and so as Colleen mentioned, we really have to be careful now about the timing and we have to be much more proactive about making sure that progress programs, sorry, projects are lined up um, so that funding is obligated in the year that we have the funding available. Unfortunately, all of the infrastructure projects that we got were for the applications for the same year. Um, so the, the underpass and then both trail extensions were, were requested in the, in the same year. And we don't have the funding to do, to do that, unfortunately. So in talking to applicants, um, I, I haven't gotten confirmation or final word from anybody on these, but I, I believe that these can, can probably be shuffled around as indicated here might be folks on the call today who can can follow up a little bit and let me know if I'm if we're still on the right track here. Um, the new applications, um, <clears throat> the the high school program in order to get started in 24, we'd want to obligate that funding um, this year in fiscal year 23 so they can spend it in 24. Um, the second half of that project, really, you know, we could obligate all of it at once. We could obligate it in multiple years. Um, met with Wistot and the bike fed on that, and, and everybody's kind of open to us just shifting things around so that we are, are obligating it when we have the funding available. Um, and another possibility would be to obligate some of that FY24 funding that's shown here, um, obligate it in FY23 because we do have some available money left in, in this funding cycle. Whereas in the next funding cycle, we're going to be a little bit, bit shorter. <laughs> we managed to get it down to $3 left. So pretty good for an agency that usually rounds to the nearest thousand. Um, and then the Fitchburg underpass of MM. Um, I've talked to, to folks there about moving that, that out a year. 
Um, it, again, because it's preemptive before development goes in, I don't think that there's a huge risk of putting it off by one year. Um, and then that also allows us to, to fund it. Whereas if it's competing with those other funds in, in 24, we might not be able to because it was a lower scoring project. Um, the, I've, I've talked with City of Madison staff, and again, I haven't gotten a firm confirmation on this, but um, because the Cap City extension is going to require Dane County to build that, that next section to really be any good, um, it, it does seem reasonable that that could be bumped out to funding in 26 and construction in 27. Um, I know that it's been a priority for a long time, but it just, again, in order to fund other projects, it makes sense to perhaps bump that one out um, a little bit. The West Town Path extension, they really want to get going on. Um, there's development going on at Zor, Zor Shrine Place right now. And so they, they want to try and get this path in as quickly as possible before that development really is online. Um, and then the wayfinding in Sun Prairie funded in 25, constructed in 26. Um, that also depends on some other things for the previously awarded projects. The city of Sun Prairie's North Bird Street path um, is currently um, in, in the tip for 2023 construction, but um, it, with the agreement with Wistot, it wasn't, wasn't scheduled to be funded until 24. Um, and if we, again, move that funding up and it's obligated in 23, then that, that allows us to use those $23. And then for some reason, the um, Wisconsin DOT had not programmed our selected bike-fed Safe Routes to Schools projects that we'd selected in a previous cycle. Um, which is why it says unprogrammed project. That's what Wistad is still calling it, although we feel that we've programmed it and that we've said that we want that to be funded. Um, and again, sort of shifting up the bike fed 2526 funding into 24 when we have that funding available. Um, and then that gives us a bigger chunk of money in 25 and 26 to use on, on larger projects. Um, so that is, is the, the nutshell presentation on all of these. Um, we are recommending that all of these projects be funded. They all seem worthwhile and we do have the funding available. And we also really have some, some FY23 dollars that we need to obligate so that we're not you know, trying to carry those over. So with that, I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, and again, I'd, anybody, um, Alexander or anybody from Fitchburg or, or Madison wants to speak to project timing, I'd love to hear it. While waiting for them, Ben, uh, on remaining available unspent unallocated dollars, how far can that be rolled forward? Can that normally go from 26 into 27? I think you know, one year is generally okay. Um, but but we're really, we're and again, as Colleen said, we're kind of waiting on some more guidance. Um, one of the things, and it's, it's bigger with the SDBGU program where the, the amounts of money are much larger. Um, we're we're concerned about our ability to fund large projects like Atwood Avenue, John Nolan, University Drive, um, County M, you know, some of the, the big projects that we've funded that we wouldn't have enough funding in a single cycle to, to do. And Wistot at first had said, well, you could obligate it at two different years. You could, you know, obligate the money you have this year and then obligate the money you have next year. But that then requires a separate bid cycle for construction, which means you might get a different contractor halfway through, which means that you're mobilizing and demobilizing and it, it's a nightmare for everyone. We really don't wanna go down that road. 
And so we are hoping that that Wistot and other MPOs are able to come to an agreement where we we kind of agree that if we have a little extra money one year, someone else is welcome to use it that year, as long as we get to use our money the following year or the year after. But so that that will kind of be a new way to carry funds over, but we don't we don't really have any guidance on that yet. And actually, that's that's the route that we've been told we are not able to go is being able to shift money around between uh, MPOs anymore in the future. Um, so the the large uh, MPOs in Wisconsin are currently working on a memorandum of understanding uh, with Wistat uh, that should help uh, clarify some of these uh, funding timelines in the future. Sorry, I, I knew that it was off the table, but then I thought it was back on the table as a discussion. So, um, yeah, it's a, it is a moving target. Just like life. And so, yeah, unless there are any other comments, we would be looking for a recommendation um, from the, the tech committee to the policy board on whether or not to um, adopt these funding recommendations and fund all five of these projects. Exactly. Are, any questions, comments, concerns, or a motion? I have a comment. Um, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, Ben. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of uh, torn on the Cap City timing. Um, we do, we do want to, uh, strike while we have those permits. Um, but at the same time, it, it would be kind of a dead end. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn on the timing. Ben, I, I have an email in to Bridget who was um, with the DNR, who was instrumental in us getting that permit and seeing if there's any kind of reasoning maybe that we want to um, swap that one with the West Town path. Um, but I'll let you know um, ASAP as soon as I know. Yeah, and I, I should also just clarify that because this is, you know, it is a moving, there are a lot of moving pieces and, and ultimately we need to have all of the applicant communities on board with the timing, as well as having WISDOT on the timing and having the funding available in that year. Um, this, is, this is sort of my puzzle where I was just trying to lay things out in a way that, that we weren't in the red in any given year. Um, but this would not be binding. The the recommendation would just be to fund okay. all of them, and then we'd work with applicants and WISDOT to actually solidify the timeline after the policy board had said, yes, we're going to fund these projects. That makes sense. Good question. Yeah, that looks like it maybe could be shuffled if you swap those two plus the bike fed money. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's some options for for how we can can move move things around time wise. All right. Any other questions, comments? If not, a motion to recommend the board's approval of funding all the projects would be in order. Alexander Brown, I'll make the motion. Thanks, Alexander. Second. Davis Clark, all second. All right. Thanks, Davis. 
And once again, if anyone is opposed, please let us know. I'll wait a minute to unmute. Maybe not a whole minute. I think we'll record that as approved then. Thank you all. Excellent, thank you. So we've got space here for committee member reports. If anyone wants to volunteer uh, a brief report, update of um, And I might add when we were doing roll call, since this is a short meeting, uh, we didn't go around and do introductions, but I do believe we have a, a new member, um, Tim, Excuse me if I'm saying your last name incorrectly, uh, Velker uh, with Fitchburg. Uh, so I think maybe even if, if you don't have a committee member report, uh, if we can at least go around and introduce yourselves. And then if you have a report, give it at that time. Cool. Well, I'll say hi in that case. Uh, I'm Sean Stowski with City of Middleton Engineering and Public Works. And uh, I think the biggest thing we have going on now is we're actually starting the construction of Pleasant View Road from, um, um, what is it? Timber Wolf Trail up to Highway 14. So, so March 13th, that should start. It feels like it's been half a career just planning it. So good to see. As Colleen mentioned, my name is uh, Tim Bulker. I started with the city of Pittsburgh on January 23rd so going on my fifth week now um, and uh, just trying to get caught up to speed on all the, the project the city has you know several roadway projects under construction Syene Road um, Lacey Road's going to be going under construction this year and then we're starting design on Fitch Rona um, so just trying to get caught up to speed on everything and Hopefully by next meeting, I'll be able to provide a little more detail for everybody. <laughs> cool. And and what's your position with Fitchburg, Tim? Oh, yeah. So I started, as I mentioned, January 23rd. My position's the Director of Public Works, uh, City Engineer. All right. I'm uh, Judd Blau. I'm the Director of Public Services for the Village of the Forest here. Uh, I'm also the deputy administrator for the community. So we've got plenty of things happening in our community. We've got uh, two major road reconstructions happening. Windsor Road uh, is getting urbanized with curb and gutter and River Road will be finally all urbanized with curb and gutter. Um, and then ideally the River Road Bridge is going to be repaired again uh, by DOT after it was slammed into this fall. So uh, lots of things happening for us uh, on top of a lot of uh, um, resurfacing projects this year. So about $16 million worth of projects. Hi, Tim. My name is Heather Stouter. I'm the City of Madison's Planning Division Director, and I don't have an update for today, but just wanted to introduce myself. So welcome. Hi, everyone. Uh, Pam Dunphy, Dane County Highway. Um, we're currently acquiring our real estate for our County Trunk Highway M project from Aachen to uh, 113, and we're at 90% planned, so. Hi, Tim. This is Chris Petikowski, City of Madison uh, Assistant uh, City Engineer. Um, 
Are we doing, Sean, are we doing our updates too at this time? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Atwood Avenue, which is a MPO funded STP urban project um, just started this week. That'll be lasting all through the summer and into the fall. Um, University Ave is uh, under winter suspension. Um, it'll pick back up in uh, first week of April. And uh, John Nolan Drive uh, is another uh, STP Urban MPO funded job where um, we're in the design phase, um, have our PIM this Thursday night uh, virtual um, uh, to get comments on our, our, our alternatives. That's it. Thanks. Alexander, you want to say hi? Sure, Alexander Brown, City of Sun Prairie Transportation Coordinator in our engineering department over here. Um, just like all the other communities, we have a few of our projects out to bid right now, mostly reconstruction of uh, North Bird Street, uh, which includes um, extension of a path there. Um, a similar thing going on with uh, O'Keefe Avenue, uh, as well as a uh, TAP project from a previous cycle to um, redo our commercial uh, drive path, which for anyone familiar with some prairies, uh, kind of our one of our main bike arterials uh, to our downtown. So, um, as well as uh, hastily building some bus stops before we get our bus service going on throughout the entire city. So, other than that, um, absolutely nothing going on. Right. Perfect. Davis, you're all ready. Yeah, Davis Clark, uh, Windsor Village of Windsor Public Works Director. Um, as Judd mentioned, uh, we're working with a joint project with the village of DeForest on the Windsor Road and the Yahara River Bridge. Uh, both of those should be completed this year. And then we've got a couple other uh, smaller projects right in the same area, Charlie Grimm Road and uh, Water and Sewer Main on uh, another part of Windsor Road. So that's all we got going on. And Tom? Sure. Good afternoon, everybody. Tom Kaprowski, Wisconsin DOT South, Southwest Region. Uh, I think I'll defer my updates till next month when I have more construction updates, some more interesting information to share. We do have a lot going on, but uh, I just didn't get the details I needed. Well, that happens too. Mm -hmm. oh, good to see you, Tom. And good Connor. You, Sean. Nope, still muted though. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me now? Yep. Great. Uh, hi, I'm Connor Mountford, uh, transit planner with uh, Metro Transit. And um, yeah, we've got a, a new service um, redesign going in on June 11th. So that's a pretty major project for us. Um, and have some a bit out for bus stop signs and an RFQ out um, for the North-South BRT. Um, so that is what we've got going on here. Right. Yeah, when you take down all the other bus stop signs, you can wallpaper the uh, the offices with them. Yeah, there you go. Did we miss anybody? I think that's everybody. So if you want to go with staff stuff, Colleen, maybe burn. 
All right. It looks like we are doing good on time, right on time. Um, I guess just one quick staff report, uh, and hopefully we'll have more information on this for um, the next meeting, is the status of the carbon reduction program. Um, so as you might recall, we had solicitations last year for fiscal year 2022 uh, funding that was just over a million dollars, uh, and we selected uh, four projects um, due to uh, complications on WSTAT side of things for getting uh, the, the CRP, uh, the Carbon Reduction uh, Fund um, programming in their, their federal expenditure plan for fiscal year 2022. Uh, they weren't able to get those projects obligated last year. Um, and so they had to move everything forward. Uh, we're kind of in a, a pattern right now um, where when they um, submitted their, their federal expenditure plan for this year. Um, their initial plan was that uh, for this year, we would get both the fiscal year 2022 and 2023 funding for the carbon reduction program. Um, however, due to funding uh, limitations on their behalf, um, they had to instead uh, recommend that the whole program be uh, delayed a year. So this year in 2023, we will actually be getting our, our 2022 uh, funding and uh, the projects that we selected last year uh, is what we would be uh, applying those funds to. However, um, the one disclaimer to add to that is uh, when the Joint Finance Committee um, approved the federal expenditure plan, they put additional restrictions on uh, what that funding could be applied to. Um, and so uh, with their um, with these restrictions, um, the carbon reduction program funding uh, may only be used on street lighting and traffic control devices with energy efficiency alternatives, uh, projects to deploy advanced transportation and congestion management technologies or right-of-way improvement projects to improve traffic flow that do not involve construction of new capacity. Uh, so that excludes transit, that excludes uh, bike, um, and that excludes uh, um, uh, uh, fleet vehicles, sorry, um, and uh, the electric vehicle charging infrastructure, uh, which were two of the projects that we selected last year. Um, the, the MPOs, the large MPOs, do not believe um, that those restrictions um, should apply to MPO projects. Um, and so we are uh, in, in conversations with FHWA and some other partners uh, to see what the future looks like with those funding projects. Um, hopefully we will have more information for you um, at the next meeting. Uh, this is all kind of a, a very fluid situation. Uh, a lot of this information just came out last week. Um, so something that we are working through um, and certainly, like I said, we, we were very disappointed um, with the restrictions that were put on that funding and, and hoping that we can find a way around that. Um, and with that, I don't think I have any other staff reports um, other than uh, for our next uh, scheduled meeting dates uh, is Wednesday, March 22nd and Wednesday, April 26th. And I will say that uh, we will have uh, quite a few items on each of those agendas. We have uh, Complete Streets policy coming up, um, some revisions to STBG funding uh, policies. 
um, and, and a number of other initiatives that we're working on. So um, I guess just to, to give you guys a heads up that in the, the coming months, uh, we will have pretty full agendas. Fair warning. Uh, with that, if there are no objections or other uh, items of interest for the committee, we'll adjourn. Hearing none, Perfect. have a good afternoon all. Thank you. All right, and see everybody who is participating in the, the safety uh, focus group will be jumping over to that link right now. So thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks.